with another episode of film noobs episode 58 dude oh we're getting up there yeah yeah we're actually doing shit <laughs> actually on a regular schedule yeah um slightly big news that i was reading today the wga strike ended it in a way it did well the the writer the writer specifically the writer strike not yeah. sag after yeah or but have you have you seen some of the, the details i was reading some of them it's very sketchy <laughs> And I'm like, it's just enough that studios can like renege subtly without anybody noticing. <laughs> or, but it's there. It's in the open. It's like, okay, the only thing you really focus on is AI bullshit mm-hmm. and and TV and like uh, residuals uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Which is it. yeah. Which was the big complaints. I think I also saw there's a minimum for a writers' room. Like they're not going to be overworking writers in small teams. Like there's actually going to be a minimum number. Did you? I didn't see that. One. I, yeah, the, there's a minimum number for writers' rooms and stuff like that now. So the work will be evenly like distributed now. <laughs> um, but it was like, dude, it's very minimum. You 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 went on a strike for a hundred and some days for the minimum. You know. <laughs> And I get it. I get yeah, it. yeah. It's, I, it's work. Yeah. You have to support your family. You have to take the wins mm-hmm. when you can take the wins, especially when you're talking about, you know, the big gatekeepers. Yeah. I get it. But 100, and you held out 100 and. <laughs> like 30 days? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. 130 something days, which is it the longest yes, strike? Is, the, long, the longest writer strike? Yeah. Which I'm excited for because it means that, well, I mean, SAG after has to come back now. Cause, but before the big movie that at least that I was looking forward to that was in production was Deadpool three. Yeah, and it tied Ryan Reynolds' hands because technically he's a writer, so he couldn't ad lib on set, which is half the character, pretty much. <laughs> so, but there's a lot of other movies that were put on hold. Yes, a lot of movies, which I mean they still can't go back because SAG is still on strike, and the Writers Guild. I mean, uh, uh, Directors Guild. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the. They're still on strike, so nothing's. But I guess the writers can the writers can go back to work, so pre-production stuff can go back to work. Hey, all these uh, Netflix stuff. Even yeah, they were still doing it. Netflix didn't really. Oh stop yeah, because they've they've been uh, announcing and uh, promoting all their stuff mm-hmm. like nothing ever happened. We got our co-host. Yeah, our guest is back. Um, I think she's a co-host by now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, that's I mean. Yay for the writers, but I mean, who knows how how much longer before, you know, there's more unhappiness in the industry and studios start doing what studios do, which is do whatever they need to save money. Yeah. They always find the loophole. Mm -hmm. It's just like a lot of times when people sign these contracts for their films and they're mm-hmm. like oh dude i got so screwed i'm like ah, you should have known better yeah none of the contracts are for your benefit right none yeah you know i mean even when they're like oh yeah you're, i'm gonna pay you up front mm-hmm. you're never gonna see a penny after that <laughs> that, was, that was all you got <laughs> i mean even i mean that's on every level i mean even we've had conversations about things to do with our own projects and 
where we got to be careful because we're never really sure yeah how things are going to work on the back end or how things are really going to work out on the back end you know there's plenty of things that we say and we're told but it's like well who knows what's actually gonna end up happening when we actually see results if we see results if we see results so it's like it's always a toss-up um for i guess every studio not doesn't matter how big or small and and i wonder if and i've i've had this conversation and i've read conversations of other people talking about what would it take for us Mm -hmm. the little guys to make a difference Mm. and why is it even though there's not the official big gatekeepers like paramount even even though they're still are there yeah but like before it was the big three which was paramount universal and uh, i can't remember the other one but it was the big Mm -hmm. studios yeah and then netflix kind of came in shook the whole world Mm -hmm. upside down and then disney came in right after that Mm -hmm. and reestablished itself as the biggest gatekeeper of all but even then, it was like, we do do we still have the Lions Gates? You know, the the little. They've just been bought up. I mean, now it's now there's two. I mean, really, it's Warner Brothers and Disney. Yeah. They they kind of own everything. I mean, Warner Brothers just bought Discovery, which came with its own body of stuff underneath it as well. Yeah. And Disney is buying everything else. I mean, I think we talked about this on a back when it first happened but i mean disney bought um all of like fox's body of work and everything which led to you know the deadpools and the fantastic fours that we're getting now but they had to get stopped at like espn or something like that because they were going to start forming a monopoly on the industry which yay we have those checks and balances but it's like you're really just going to let them ride all the way to the edge and then you just uh leave it at that um so i mean yeah i mean really we're down in like the there's two gatekeepers now and they're just kind of buying everything that's left. I don't know. Man. But uh, I guess in the, being independent. Yeah. allows us to skate by. But even then, I mean, look at, we, mm-hmm. we either have Amazon mm-hmm. or TV. Yeah. Cause I and, mean, even I remember when I first started coming when started coming on set and on board for some of those conversations, like Netflix was still a conversation cause yeah. Netflix was still buying films, but now they're just all yeah. originals. Yeah. Well, it's either an original or it's a foreign market buy-up. Yeah. Because they're not doing anything. Because no one else really has his foreign films. Yeah. Netflix is still kind of the big home for that. a lot of those. Mm -hmm. Netflix and and somewhat Hulu, I think. Yeah. And they're not doing anything with us. Mm -hmm. The the independents like they used to. Yeah. You know, before they, when they started, they were actually buying up IPs and and whatnot and saying, hey, dude, can we help y'all produce these, you know, small little yeah I, th- I think even when sacred mask was still in pre-pro we were discussing like we need to film it at a certain quality so yeah. we can get it on netflix because that was that was a, a real goal that could have happened yeah back when we started talking about it and but you know we now we're here in 2023 and not really a thing anymore no oh, of course when we first got um lvz on distribution market mm-hmm. we got it through amazon mm-hmm. and we were making somewhat of a very small percentage Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like enough to make the difference but it was still Mm -hmm. something um okay she didn't put okay i was gonna say we're still recording yeah we're still recording okay cool (laughs) um but now it's like dude i don't know amazon is not even worth it really Mm -hmm. on the flip 
on the on the free platform. Yeah. Um, Tubi is probably the newest. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Got okay. distracted by the cat again. Yeah. Um, uh, Tubi is probably the the newest market out there. Yeah. But it's it's a share market and. Mm-hmm. I get it's being overflowed by everybody. Yeah, because even when you started promoting, like, oh, we're gonna be on Tubi. Like, I had heard about it, and like, I'd seen it like on the app, like on like smart TV, like app store kind of deal. And I was, yeah. just, but it, I, it, it always just flew over my radar because I always just saw it as like another free movie marketplace kind of deal, where like yeah. you can watch stuff with ads or you can rent movies from there. But it didn't, it didn't seem any different from Prime or anything else like that. So I was like, I never really dove into it. Until you started promoting that our films are going to end up on Tubi. And I realized, okay, it's a whole separate ecosystem from all these other ones. And same thing with like Voodoo. I think Voodoo was really yeah. big for a while and then it kind of faded away. Yeah, the only thing I hate about Voodoo is that it's all uh, subscriber base. Yeah. And for you to make a difference at least or for you to be found on that platform, mm-hmm. you really have to market yourself. Yeah. And and, and again, subscriber base. Mm-hmm. So nobody rents it, nobody sees it, then you're asked out. Yeah. At least with Tubi, you could kind of be generated with everybody else, kind of like mm-hmm. the same analytics that Amazon uses. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's an, it's a zombie movie, so you get clumped up to other um, zombie yeah. films. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of somewhat curated. Yeah. And my cat's marking everything with her <laughs> face. She's like, uh, where's this my is mic? my laptop. Yes. Yeah. Where's my mic, Dad? <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't know. The industry is going through changes. Yeah. I think it's safe to say right now. So we'll see where things end up in the next few years. I guess especially after all these strikes end and yeah. people are actually back to work. We'll see what actually happens when things are airing again and everyday TV is uh, back. But to kind of get away from that whole topic, we're officially in October. Yes. And... Ooh. What? Another admin? Um, I think. When does this air? Next week? Yes. In October? The first week of October. A couple of days from now. Uh-huh. I'm talking in the future. This is future David <laughs> talking. Uh-huh. Um, on the 4th. Yes. We will be screening again. Ah, that's right. Sacred Mass will be screening at our old uh, stomping ground. Mm-hmm. Where everything started. Yeah. It was going to be weird to have the crew, the original three, back at UIW. <laughs> yeah you know thrown out of kicked out of i have not stepped foot on that campus since i graduated maybe one other time i think i went back maybe once and i think it was to pick up a transcript no didn't you go with me to film one time when we're doing sacred man that wasn't after i graduated no i graduated post-pandemic oh yeah, yeah, yeah i haven't been back on campus Cause we, the campus closed for COVID and then we, I went back yeah. for like a semester. My last semester, I had like two classes on campus cause we were hybrid. Yeah. And then I haven't been back <laughs> since I crossed the stage. That's crazy. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe I went back once to visit like a professor or something like that uh-huh. for a meeting, but other, I did, I I taught it like a master class and that was it. And then I haven't been back. Wow. So it'll be weird. Yeah. And we'll be back in our old stomping ground. <laughs> It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, and I don't know. It'll well, be. I mean, of... I'm still going there because you know you're still there. I'm still there, but to have all three of us back 
on UIW. It'll be kind of nice to be like, see, we were actually doing something. Yeah. <laughs> and we're actually going to have Ronald back. <laughs> <laughs> we should do an episode from like a little side episode. We should take the little portable recorder. Yeah. While we're all three of us are there. Like, because who knows when we'll find Ronald again. I know. He's, he's super busy. <laughs> he's, he's gone, you know, vacationing and out somewhere. We higher. should do like a little, like even like 30 minute post show or something. We could. Maybe. If, if, if our four now, four, <laughs> you know, Oogie Oogie listeners want to. Yeah, <laughs> they still remember Ronald. Yes. Uh, if anybody has been, uh, or if anybody's joined since the cast Pandemic. has changed. <laughs> cast changed a couple times, I think. At least once. No. We've had Jessica. We have had Jessica, and then Hannah was here for a few episodes. Yeah. Jessica left. Then Hannah joined. Mm-hmm. Then and then it was just you and yeah. your and guests for a while, and then now it's us again. Yeah, so it's us too. Um, so it hasn't really changed. Our third has just kind of rotated. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it'll be an interesting time. I'm also excited just to kind of see it. I haven't seen it since the last since the red carpet, and I know you've made a couple changes. I think. Yes, sir. I have. So I've made a little. There's a little Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, watch the Pepsi. Yeah, watch the Pepsi. By the computer. Uh, <laughs> liquids by the electronics. Always a smart idea. Um, that's me. But yeah, it'll be kind of. I'm curious to see what else you've you've done to it since the last time I saw it. I think this should be the final. final. Is this the final final V15? Yeah. I I was going through my computer and I found notes that said V12. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's nothing. Um, I think LVZR was up to like number thirty something version. And even then, I, the, the the distributor got hold of it and changed some shit around. And I was like, all right, whatever, I don't care. But yeah, so looking forward to that. Uh, that'll be yeah the week this episode comes out. So exciting. Um, also, got to get used to speaking in future tense, I guess, because we're in the future. Actually, recording on a schedule. Uh, but we're officially in october which means I, we talked about this last week with all our trailer reviews and everything but we're officially in in spooky month yeah in spooky season our favorite time of the year um so we thought we most favorite time <laughs> of the year i think wrong holiday for that song no um, it's never the wrong holiday for the song damn it um but we wanted to kind of take a look at what we thought i guess in our opinions the best and worst subgenres of horror are because there's a lot now there's a shit ton and i kind of you brought up the idea but i I was also thinking about it the last couple days because through work i i went to go see a movie and it was uh it it lives inside i think which i came out of that movie and my first description of was it's your standard ghost possession film like that's like the immediate thought it was teenage girl haunted by demon has to figure out how to beat set demon but with an indian heritage twist like that was that's the big like that was the drawing you know there's a cultural aspect to it which i appreciated because like it meant there was some lore behind the demon it wasn't just like it's the devil possessing the 80s and 90s the devil (laughs) i mean it's even with like modern films now it's just like oh, it's the devil or it's, you know, this archdemon of hell or something like that. And there's never given a name or like 
they just want to kill people or they just want to do like at least this one was like it's like there's only there's only like three demons supposedly no not supposedly but if you look at how many demon possessions yeah it's either Beelzebub, Elzebub, or yeah every once in a while you'll just get like legion yeah (laughs) um but this one actually has like it's just like a a um cultural demonic entity that feeds on negative energy and it what was the name of it it lives inside um and it was also cool uh, we've talked about this the last couple episodes but like a different minority represented because if we're talking minority representation in films you usually get black families hispanic families yeah it's indian american yeah indian american is not one you usually see highlighted so it was cool to see a different something different i'm gonna have to watch it yeah it was it wasn't too bad and like i said it was it's your standard possession or like demonic Demonic haunting yeah um with but i mean how how much more can you go from your standard yeah exactly which again i didn't have an issue with it look at exorcist yeah the only difference i i saw was they added another girl yeah and and she's black yeah (laughs) yeah there's there's two girls in in this one and and this one it's just it's a it's a asian or an indian american family um which you know is it's different and the movie itself i mean had some really good moments there was one genuine moment that made me go like oh that's creepy and it was uh again that same moment of hearing like a different voice speak out of someone that it should not be coming out of and i think for me that's just an audio person and like it i very sensitive to that kind of things and mm-hmm. it just kind of sent a chill down my back other than that i've sat through a lot of these films and you can you get to the point where you can kind of predict the beats that are coming <laughs> you know what i mean i ruined really, we were watching something and uh it was me and jennifer watching everything and i was looking at the beats and i'm like yeah the grandma's gonna die <laughs> she's like don't say that and i'm like yeah next scene she's gonna die yep and she died and she's like i hate you so bad you ruined the fucking movie i'm gonna be it's so predictable because you could see the yeah beats you see coming. where it's building and i'm like there's not that I want a plot twist on yeah. everything, because I don't. But at the same time, I don't. I want to watch a movie where it's not so predictable that I know exactly the beats. Yeah. And I get it. Hollywood has always preached, you know, save the cat, mm-hmm. do your beat sheet. Mm-hmm. If you do your beat sheet, you have a you have a really good you know uh, a chance of it getting picked up, distributed mm-hmm. because it's it's easily be easily digestible mm-hmm. by the mass audience but then are you really creating anything yeah and like i there was a so they're behind the curtain a little bit i work with kids in my current job and so the reason i was there was we it was an event we wanted to take kids to go see a movie and they picked they're the ones that picked you the movie want, what the fuck is wrong with you do you're corrupting kids they yes. picked the movie i walked into work and they're like we're going to go see this movie and i was like oh okay I mean, I applaud you for that <laughs> <laughs> you're corrupting our youth thank you AJ. <laughs> they picked the movie i walked in and were like i was like uh they're like do you want to go see them do you want to take them to the movie and i was like sure what are we seeing and they're like oh the kids picked it it's called it lives inside or something like that we have no idea what it's about but it's pg-13 so they're allowed and i'm like all how, right how is it pg-13 it was a horror film it, i mean no actual there's very little blood and it, almost no no real language and the imagery is very tame i mean how can it be a horror film 
the demon and psychological aspect, I guess. Okay. Um, I let it write. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I know we're, we're used to R-rated horror, but yeah. I mean, I guess it goes to show that you don't need to go that far to give a creepy vibe, but also how much of a creepy vibe are you getting? Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't scared, but also takes a bit for movies to like genuinely scare me but at you've been gilded hmm? you've been gilded yeah. yeah um but yeah no we got to the end of the movie and the kids were like what was that ending because <laughs> it, it like what what like what, what kind of ending was that and in my brain i was like that was the studio thinking they're gonna get a part two <laughs> <laughs> that was the demon ending <laughs> hope for the best <laughs> like we left it open and um so but i don't know but like just on that conversation demonic possession movies are pretty much like the most pop would you say it's the most popular subgenre of right horror? now yes Right? Cause I think it started yeah. with, like, the Conjuring films and all that, and it's but, been going for the last, like, ten like decade almost, I feel like. But he's been doing good with those. Mm-hmm. He knows how to use that, that mental, psychological fuck you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 I hate movies like that because mm-hmm. they do. They get to me. Yeah. And it's one of those, like, man, dude, I, I don't know if it's because I, I grew up in a Christian home and I was always told, if you don't behave, you're going to yeah. get possessed and taken to hell and... Mm-hmm all that good shit so all that good you know psychological <laughs> brainwashing yeah kind of you know pruned me for uh-huh. horror films but at the same time i'm like oh, all these other ones i'm like what are they doing or mm-hmm. you know none was good yeah you know it's uh-huh. psychological um i i think the issue with a lot of those is just there's such a slow burn yeah and for them to so like my issue my biggest issue with this one was that it's a psychological like it's a psychological horror all the way through and then they show the demon like full physical like it has a physical embodiment by the end of it which is cool because you don't normally see that all the time but in my brain i'm also thinking it's way creepier when you can't see it yeah it was way scarier when you didn't know what you were fighting against yeah and even though they gave it this really like creep like grotesque like looking design and all this like the there there's a lot of work built into that would look like a practical suit too Uh um the second there's something physical that they're fighting against it's like oh well it seems like less of a threat because it's there yeah and when you can't see it's it's the jaws theory right like it was well it's the same thing with aliens jaws aliens the the classics yeah they all did the same thing they never showed you the threat until Mm -hmm. it was the last minute ditch effort and well for them what's funny is for them it was budget related yeah like for jaws it was like the animatronic didn't work so we yeah. didn't see it for half of it and for aliens it's the same thing yeah you know, it's got blue eyes and money on <laughs> the, sets, the sets and yeah <laughs> so by the time it came to the alien it's like oh shit yeah, yeah. we gotta hide as much as possible <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it looked kind of funny if you look at the, the mm-hmm. design the original design for alien mm-hmm. it looks kind of funny mm-hmm. because it's a guy in a suit it, yeah, and yeah you could see clearly it's a guy in a suit yeah but when you're in the dark cloud and <laughs> yeah. fucking smoky atmosphere, mm-hmm. everything's going on, the flashing lights, the beeping, the burp, all this good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> She's just <laughs> Our cat is, or David's cat is just exploring everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So by the time all that is added in, you're like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm going to die. I'm going to die in this theater. <laughs> but you know who did that also? Mm-hmm. And, and this is a, a recent movie I saw too. Uh, the the last voyage of the Dimitri with the Dracula movie. Okay, yeah, we were talking about that. One. I have I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but it's okay. 
Okay. <laughs> I, I have two big pee- pet peeves about it. Uh-huh. Um, one of them, they added a, a, a character uh-huh. to tell the story. Okay. And the character is a black man who is a doctor, graduated from Cambridge in the 1800s. And he speaks to everybody equally. Actually, he tells the captain off a couple of times. Interesting. In the 1800s. Not something that would have flown historically. Um, exactly. At least not very often. No. And not no. without a lot of pushback. <laughs> no, there was no doctors. Yeah. I think the first graduate from a university, and I looked it up because I had to, uh-huh. was in the late 1900s. Oh, wow. And uh, yes, it was in England, but it wasn't like, it wasn't a doctor. Yeah. So imagine in the 1800s, mm-hmm. a black man being a doctor. Yeah. Never, a graduated doctor. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they they had doctors, but a yeah. graduated doctor. Right. A medicine doctor. Mm-hmm. Not like what I want to be. A fake doctor. <laughs> a doctor who doctor. Nah, yes. <laughs> uh, that's the kind of doctor I want to be. Uh-huh. I'm just looking for a blue box. Anyways, anyway. go back to what we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> go back to what we were talking. Uh, about. So that was one of my big big pet peeves. The yeah. second one was when you saw Dracula. Uh huh. He looked kind of weird. He, he, he looked almost like a bite off of Nosferatu. Okay. But with more CGI to it. Oh, so they CG Dracula? It wasn't just yeah. a guy. Yeah, it it, it was a guy uh-huh. in a suit. It was the same guy that does all the creature. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah! I know what you're talking I forget about. Forget his name. Um, but he does like a Doug, uh, Doug Jones and all. Uh, is, it, is it Doug Jones? Him he's like, he's the creature man. Yeah. The uh, Pan's Labyrinth and yes. uh, Hellboy and all those. Yeah. Yeah, look it up now. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think it is. He's like the. I think that's his name. Um, that's interesting though that they went with like a. I mean, yes, guy in a suit, but no, this was uh, Javier Botek. Oh, hmm. Botet, Botet. Oh, that name does sound familiar, though. He did. I can't remember from where, but um, I don't know. I mean, the thing with vampires is they're usually mostly like I don't know human, or for the you know at least aesthetically. Yeah. Mostly human that they could, in theory, blend in. Um, like Nosferatu obviously had the very, like. Well, I mean, he was a dude. Yeah, it was just prosthetics and stuff, yeah. and so that's but interesting. That, that was because Nosferatu was shot back in what? Yeah. Fifties. Mm, something like that. Yeah. Um. So that's interesting that they went with. Was it just more exaggerated features, or was um, he like? They were a little bit exaggerated, but like his mouth prosthesis, you knew they were, they weren't regular mouth prosthesis, uh, as in, but hmm. it looked very CGI. Interesting. Because his teeth were really long and sharp, uh huh, and his mouth opened larger than what you would. It would should, yeah. yeah. Interesting. See the and I I still didn't see it. The vampire movie that I wanted to go see was Renfield, with Nick Cage. I saw it. <laughs> I actually saw it, and <laughs> Nick. I, I love his films, <laughs> but this was not one of them. <laughs> it was funny, and yeah. it, it, I know you weren't supposed to take it seriously, serious yeah, because it's not one of those films, no, at all. But it's one of like, man, 
the studio spent a lot of money on this fucking film. <laughs> Has a lot of good action. Uh-huh. Um, but it's all centered around... It's not even centered around him. It's centered around... Renfield, the Renfield, Renfield yeah. yeah, which is which is great because if you look at the last couple of films that uh-huh. Nic- Nicholas Cage has done, uh-huh. he's not the primary. He's kind of shifted focus on being a great supporting actor. Because mm. um, the other movie that he did with uh, with Papa Papa, uh, what's his name? Fuck. <laughs> <sighs> now I'm. You talk about the movie where he's himself. Yes. Um, the unbearable weight, or is it the? The unbearable weight of incredible talent, or something. Yeah, dude, that movie. Uh, Pedro was... Pascal and yeah, uh... Pedro. There you go, Pedro Pascal, Pedro Papa, Papa Pedro. Um, I love Pedro Pascal. I think it's because because Nick Cage kind of faded in away from the spotlight for quite a while. There, he didn't wasn't really doing too much of anything, no. and so he's come back, and I think he's the unbearable weight of massive talent. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think he kind of realized that he was. Like, or maybe he always known. I'm not saying he realized it, but he's leaning in to the joke that he kind of became with his acting style. Yeah. Which is always very exaggerated and over the top, which for a lot of the movies that he did worked really well. Yeah. I mean, me growing up, I think the first thing I saw Nicolas Cage in was like Ghost Rider, which it worked for that kind of character. Yeah. Face off. Yeah. Same thing. Um, But... I think now he's just like, I'm going to be the butt of my own joke kind of deal. At least that's the, yeah. the vibe I'm getting from a lot of the movies he's done re- since he's kind of come back into the spotlight. And I think, you know what? And it works. The unbearable weight of massive talent. I think that's his epitomus. Mm-hmm. Like, that's who I am. Yeah. And I've come to a realization mm-hmm. that this is who I am. Yeah. Uh, have you seen it? I have seen like bits of it, but I haven't actually, I didn't actually sit, to, like go see the movie. So I haven't actually sat down right. and watched it since it, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to break. <laughs> go for it. I mean. <laughs> the end of it. I was like, dude, they spend so much money. They're, they're, at the end, they're going through this town with an Humvee. Uh-huh. An actual Humvee. Okay. They stop in the American embassy and everything. They cut away everything. Um, they get off and the next shot, mm-hmm. they're in a Jeep. Same color, but it's a Jeep. Okay. And you could tell the difference between a Jeep and a Humvee. Even mm-hmm. for civilians, you should be able to tell the difference between a Jeep and a Humvee. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but it's so blatant. <laughs> the change. The back of the Humvee and the the, the, the Jeep looks so different. Mm. And I'm like, guys, really? Did we spend millions and millions of dollars just to make this fuck up? This one little fuck up? <laughs> it's not like Game of Thrones where you leave a Starbucks. Starbucks <laughs> Well, because I mean, isn't there even a scene with like a they they bring in like a a young Nicolas Cage, right? And uh, is it that movie? He, is, they. I thought I, remember, I saw something with like Nicolas Cage looking at a younger version of himself. Oh, he he looks at a wax figure. Of himself, okay, a younger mm-hmm. wax figure. Maybe maybe that's what I was thinking. And of. it's like so weird. <laughs> <laughs> and it, what's weird is he doesn't reference himself as Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Um, but in the movies, he's he, all the movies that he's done are represented uh-huh. in the movie, which is really meta. But anyways. yeah, um, we got off horror films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have a subgenre that <laughs> uh, that you think is like the best or worst of the horror genre? Because well, I mean, we, I know we we dive into a lot of them, but we were talking about one. My favorite is always the vampire. That's okay. like my to go. Really, sub-genre. vampire. Okay, yeah, I love vampires. 
And it goes back to when I was young, my first introduction to a really badass, what I thought was uh-huh. a badass freaking vampire movie. And I'm pretty sure you could guess it. Badass vampire film? In the 90s. Was it, oh, Robert Rodriguez? Are we talking no. about, oh. Robert Rodriguez came in the, the 200s. With um, was Dust Till Dawn not nineties? Yeah, I think so. No, it wasn't in the nineties. Oh, sure, I don't know. Not gonna know. <laughs> this is the episode of David googling actors in movies. Um, well, oh no, it was ninety six. See, I know my shit. Yeah, <laughs> I know some of my shit at least. That was ninety six, but no, it wasn't. That was not my ultimate to go to vampire film. Which one? Lost Boys. Oh yeah, when we were just talking about that movie too. Uh, uh, last time to me lost boys is the quintess and 1987 yeah okay to me lost boys is the quintessential <laughs> vampire, vampire film yes interesting that but that's because of nostalgia okay but also if you look at it the same thing goes back to the the old classics mm-hmm. you did not see david become a vampire or any real vampires till the very end mm-hmm. budget yeah for them it was budget yeah I mean, but back then, yeah, it was it's budget and like just what existed at the time. I mean, really, it wasn't they weren't going to rely on CG. It was no, all going to be practical, yeah. and so him on rigging, and mm-hmm. that's about it. That's what made a lot of those movies work back, you know, in in the eighties and in the seventies and eighties and all that. Um, with those the horror films that kind of started a lot of the subgenres. Yeah, it was just. Yes, we look at it as like really cool technique now, but it was also just like out of necessity. Yeah. It's, which I mean, is a lot of what we do too, which is kind of to a much, you know, less cool extent sometimes, but (laughs) (laughs) it works a lot less, but sometimes, but you know, it's, you do think it's a lot of problem solving. Yeah. And as you do things because this is what you have and what you have access to and what you have money for. Yeah. And what do you have time for? So you're going to make it work. And so, yeah, I mean, like, The Lost Boys has a lot of, like, those visual tricks mm-hmm. in there that, like... A lot of the lighting, mm-hmm. makeup uh, tricks, also. Yeah, or just using fog to hide things and make things look... Make sets look a lot bigger than they were. Yeah. All that. So, okay. I, I was not expecting... The zombie guy, I was not expecting to have <laughs> vampires as their... <laughs> oh, again, I, I grew up in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I'm old as shit. Um... No, actually, in the 80s. Actually, I grew up in the 80s because I was born in 76. So, yeah, I grew up in the 80s. Uh-huh. Um, so, this came late in the 80s. Uh-huh. So, I did watch it when it first came out. Um, so, it made an impact mm. because, again, like I told you, I didn't grow up watching horror, not mm. until I was a teenager. Right. And so, this was one of the first kind of movies that I was exposed to when it came to horror. Then, of course, okay. I fell in love with vampires after that. I watched Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. I watched... You know, Bram Stoker's, all these other yeah. vampire movies. And I went down that rabbit hole watching every time mm-hmm. a vampire movie would come out. And that opened up to, like, other subgenres. Mm-hmm. Like The Monster Squad. I watched okay. The Monster Squad because it was like, oh, it's got monsters and mm-hmm. kids. But then you look at it, you're like, dude, that's a badass movie. Mm-hmm. It really is, you know? Yeah. See, and me, being, you know, the baby that I am, I grew up in the 2000s, which was a very different era of horror movie, yes. which was... The era of like kind of lost found footage and shit. found footage and kind of made for TV a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, grew up a lot watching a lot of the sci-fi channel horror movies or um, I mean that was and that was also a really big era for like the zombie film 
to be yeah. it was they're making a new one pretty much i mean every week or something yeah, <laughs> yeah every, every year there was like a you new know, zombie you film. also you grew up around more of the walking dead genre too in what sense in the sense that it was really really big oh the, like the actual yeah. show yeah i mean yeah because i i remember being there f- watching the premiere with my family day one and then every it was a tradition every sunday we sat down and watched the walking dead and my family still has that tradition they sit down every sunday and watch the uh whatever the one with norman reed is uh his spinoff of the show that's going on right now with did i lost track there he's in france um (laughs) i don't know much uh i stopped watching in like season 11 or something like that and i I never watched season five it just became too repetitive yeah and that's the issue i had but i mean it also became a thing where i don't i didn't have the time to sit down every sunday night and or make sure i was home sunday at 8 p.m to watch the new episode of walking dead mm-hmm. that it kind of just faded away so i was just and i got and i got tired i got i was fatigued on walking dead i think yeah. um i always i loved it visually because i think greg nicotero and all of them did amazing with the the zombie effects and all or Oh, well, all like the body horror kind of stuff. But if you go back to season one uh-huh. behind the scenes yeah. versus like season four oh, or five, yeah. it's so interesting how a budget made a difference mm-hmm. in those zombie movies. I mean, that zombie show. Mm-hmm. Because the first season, you could tell. Yeah. It's a little hokey. A little bit. You know, but it worked. Yeah. And the CGI is just a little bit off on some of the things. Mm-hmm. But it, it's still really good but, and it holds up. But then they also made it work from like a story perspective too, because yeah. in season one, they were a lot fresher. Yeah. And now where the show's at, this is years after the, the initial apocalypse. So their bodies are rotting and they're falling apart. So you, and they have the budget for all these like way bigger and more grotesque kind of prosthetics. So they lean into it and now you get these like, I walked in, a, I saw one episode like that coming from one of the recent shows and like they're in a sewer and it's like this pile of zombies that have all just melted together. Oh, yeah. Man. And it's like, and it's sick and gnarly and like, there's just slime everywhere and all this. And it's, it's really, and it, I was watching it and I immediately got sucked in cause I was like, Oh, this is the part of the show I loved. Not the drama aspect. Cause the drama, like you're saying, got repetitive, but the actual action of like the horror films and uh, the of the horror scenes and the zombie the the zombie looks and all that it was that was the fun part for that show it was and it was new and fresh like yeah and like some of the characters like negan was really interesting in the beginning and then his character arc went on for like four seasons and <laughs> which not saying it di- it wasn't an interesting character arc but it was just like shit we're still in this town <laughs> we're still dealing with the same issue um so i don't know i mean yeah i grew up with the zombie like the zombie era and like the uh 28 days later and like the remake of uh oh god uh the remake of dawn of the dead and all like uh oh, okay, yeah. yeah like the, the yeah eyes and all that. yeah well like no not dawn of the dead oh, which which is the one in the mall um uh god i can't remember which one it is but it, i know it's a remake of one of those uh <clears throat> no it's a second part it's um it's return of that part two or three because um hold on but i mean either way all those early 2000s like 
horror films that's that's what i grew up on which i think shaped a lot of what i thought horror was growing up because it wasn't until i got older that i gained an appreciation for like the psychological and like the slow burn type of horror which is now what i prefer so it's it's been an interesting thing to see like the psychological horror become more of a popular genre and i think a24 the studio has a lot to do with that with um movies like hereditary and midsommar which i know we've talked about midsommar in the past it's uh dawn of the dead dawn of the dead okay yeah 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 that was one i feel like i've seen that movie way too many times yeah but it was a remake of that Mm mm-hmm Sorry, I had to look it up. Was, <laughs> if not, you're, it was, yeah, if not, I was going to drive you nuts. No, I get you. Um, but yeah, psychological horror has become a lot more popular in the last few years. Yeah. Did you remember watching um, Z Nation? I saw some of it. I never got like super into it, like to watch it regularly, though. Another great vampire movie, Fright Night. Oh. Really fucking badass. Yeah. That was I'm looking it up that's why. And it just <laughs> popped up. That was nineteen eighty five. Ah, okay. Yeah. So huh. yeah, around that time when I, a lot of vampire movies came out. Yeah. I think every decade kinda has its own like popular genre. Um So yeah, I was I was more into the vampire stuff. <laughs> I didn't really like werewolves as much. Because I know in See, the nineties a lot of werewolves movies came out with uh um, Yeah. With the whole, uh, I know it was not Halloween because Halloween was still in the 80s. What's that one where it's the vampires versus uh, werewolves? Um, oh, it beats me. I, I That's one genre I actually have not seen a lot of. Before we get too far away from it, did you see the remake of Fright Night? Yes. What did you think of that one? Because that's, hate it. <laughs> you hated it. I hated it. <laughs> was it too much? Because... Well, I, don't, I didn't. I don't know the original Fright Night, so was it too like too funny? Because I know they leaned into that aspect of it too. I know like the 2010s were like a big thing for like horror comedy, <laughs> uh, which is a fun genre. I mean, I'm a Zombieland fan because it's just yeah. a big parody of the genre. Um, I'm trying to look up the other. But I also know it's like um, it, okay, again. Episode one, remakes, relaunch, re everything. Oh yeah, I hate them. <laughs> um, and and basically because, again, the nostalgia of the original one mm-hmm. makes that movie great. Okay, yeah. So when you take a remake, not only are you saying, "Oh, yes, I get it. You could have done better," mm-hmm. but you lose that quality. That you had with the original film mm-hmm. that is lost in most remakes. Yeah. Because, yes, you have a bigger budget. You have better CGI. You mm-hmm. have better uh, access to prostheses or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, yeah. you, everything's better and newer. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the movie is better because it loses that quality. Mm-hmm. Again, like LVZ. If I was to remake LVZ now because I have better facilities to do that. Yeah. I know I would lose that quality that we had when we did it first. When we did it first, we didn't have shit. Yeah. Like, literally, we didn't have shit. I borrowed two cameras. Yeah. Everybody was, was like, volunteering their time because we were broke. 
Mm-hmm. Actually, we weren't even a studio then. <laughs> um, I didn't know how to write. Mm-hmm. So that's why the, the the storyline is really convoluted and kind of weird. <laughs> we didn't have any money, so we couldn't do any prostheses. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, we were using like old latex and tissue paper <laughs> to make some of these damn, yeah. you know, looks. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, dude. It, it, but there's a quality of LVZ that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. Because you know that everybody put in their hard work. Yeah. And they put in a lot of effort and they they, they really gave it all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for me to redo that would take away from that. Yeah. Um, and I think stories like, you know, Fright Night, um, the original was hokey. Yeah. It, it was really hokey because it was in the 80s. Uh-huh. You know, storyline is really sexual, kind of <laughs> perverted. Um, the 80s because yeah. it's the 80s even though I didn't have any boobs um, <laughs> but it was still a vampire movie uh-huh. and it was the original storytelling yeah um, when they redid it they tried hard and a lot of the actors were trying to be that that horror comedic mm-hmm. style and you could tell you could tell the difference yeah and you're like ah, is it is it there's, there's that quality is missing mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I don't know. I think, like I was saying, there like horror comedy was like a really big thing in that because I think Fright, the remake was I was looking at it twenty eleven, I think Zombieland was twenty ten. It was like that era, like that like early twenty tens was really big for horror comedy. I feel like, and I think the difference between those two was like Fright Night, from what I remember at least, was like a horror movie that they wrote with jokes. Yeah, and then Zombieland was a comedy movie they wrote with zombies in it. Yeah, and I think that's like there's that weird balance that a lot of movies were trying to find and not a lot did successfully. Yeah, and because it's hard to make like because if you're making a horror movie, you want it to be scary, but if you're making a comedy movie, like you have to one, it's got to be one or the other. You can't really do both and have it land all the time. Um, Underworld. That's the one I was talking about. Oh. Yeah, no. that whole that series of movies. Yeah, was that nineties or no? That was no, that was two thousands. That was no, it was uh, two thousand three. Yeah, Underworld with uh, is that Mila? Yeah, Jovovich or something like that. Uh, um, Resident Evil, the other big franchise that uh, oh, yeah that went really off the walls very quickly. <laughs> no, it's Kate Beckinsale. Oh yeah, yeah. Beckinsale. Beckinsale, yeah. Be- Beckinsale, yeah. yeah. Um, what other movies? Yeah, but Resident Evil is with Mina. Oh, yeah, Mila. Mila. Yeah. I got Gene. <laughs> Resident Evil's one that went. I mean, do you can? Is it still? Is it a zombie? I mean, it is a zombie film, or zombie series, I guess, of films. Yes. But it's not your typical zombie film I, I don't know it went really off the walls and, and i know the like games are weird joe jovich or yeah jovich or yeah Jovovich. um i know the, the <laughs> <laughs> uh i know the movies the video games are weird and they go yeah. in some really wild directions especially the recent ones but the movies i think tried to capture that to an extent I think I think they did good. They did, but it's just I don't know. They they got real weird. But I don't think they hold up anymore. No, I mean there's a reason why they. I, I, I know, know they did Raccoon City, 
Welcome oh, to they did a remake, right? Yeah. And then they did the Netflix series, yeah. which also Netflix didn't do well. Didn't do well either. Because again, it, it was missing that quality that you see in yeah. the first films. Mm-hmm. In the first films, again, again, everybody put in everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, the CGI was was starting <laughs> and it looked hokey, but you knew what you were watching. Yeah. And I think the thing with Resident Evil is like the finding the balance between horror and comedy it was an action film. Yeah. It wasn't a horror film. It was it was a action film with a lot of horror based yeah and stuff. And in the beginning, in the first few, it was they really leaned in like the horror aspect, but it was definitely like guns out, over the top, bullet time, slow motion, and all yeah. this. Like it was it was an action film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was an action film, and so I think that's what was appreciated about those films. Yeah, and then they went towards the end. They just went screw it realism's out the door everything's yeah we're yeah. jumping out of helicopters <laughs> and onto like a moving car or something yep. yeah it's, it's just really ridiculous it's almost like a a precursor to fast 30 or something <laughs> oh yeah the three-part fast 10 that we're getting yeah it's like dude you just put a car in space and now you want a a three-part ending to your movie yep. franchise mm-hmm <laughs> I'm still gonna see it. <laughs> That's just still gonna go watch I'm it. I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment, man. Speaking of, and I think we, I think I may have like touched on it, but and it brings it's one more genre that I'd like to talk about, which is, I think it's kind of its own genre at this point, the Saw films. Yeah, because I think we're getting Saw ten, ten, yeah, coming out here soon, and they just keep trying to top themselves. It's hard because <laughs> they've done some gnarly stuff in those yeah. films. They have put their their cast members through a lot of shit. Yeah, and those movies are just pure gore, mm-hmm. and not so much in the first few. The first few are relatively tame by comparison. Well, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> it, what in comparison. But to I mean, what? well, because I mean, but to the, itself, yes. Yeah, but I mean, in the first one, it's essentially one trap. It's just the bathroom. There's not really. Yeah. It's not the whole game that we get. In, like, in the other in the later films and the first and then the second one i mean they keep kind of building on the games and adding more and more to it um but the first one it's just and i think that's how the script started it was just two guys in a bathroom and then yeah. they built on it and well it was a short yeah yeah and it was a short that that he wanted to do but he didn't have the money yeah so he did it again as one a, room yeah two people and that was it mm-hmm. um and he got picked up yeah and he got funding and green and all that good shit and that we got saw yeah which yeah. I mean, it was James Wan in the beginning who does really good indie horror stuff, and yeah. now he's doing Aquaman, which is a departure. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but then you look at the later films, which the story is out the window because well, I mean, they it's it's a really convoluted story. If you he's actually dead now, supposedly, but he's in the la- the new one. <laughs> see I he was dead, dead. he's been he dead since like the fourth one he died like really died and billy was uh taken over by the girl yeah but he's been dead since like the fourth movie but he's also yeah. been in every single movie <laughs> oh my goodness um and then you get to the last one i think was jigsaw yeah and you realize it's a prequel <laughs> <laughs> to the whole series <laughs> And that these characters have been there since the beginning and they've just been his like apprentices. 
yeah from the beginning like yeah we got like the idea that like alice was an apprentice and yeah. the that one dude who the cop forget his name yeah was a was one of the other apprentices but that they've been there all along and all this and yeah the storylines are out the door but the gore just keeps topping itself which i can't remember what the last one was can't remember what the traps were in, yeah. uh, other than unless it was jigsaw in which case i remember at least the motorcycle engine shredder thing uh the the only one i remember was the tire one are you talking about the the no it's like lowered it's like a really like this like funnel of just like blades pretty much and he just gets lowered into it and just like shredded to pieces i didn't see that one yeah i think that's jigsaw okay. and that's the one that yeah it i yeah i think that's that one and then you realize that like because you realize the whole movie's a flashback and it's the whole movie's a prequel but it's a flashback to events that were happening at the same time throughout the film so the whole movie's been jumping back and forth between present day and a flashback the entire movie oh huh. yeah so like the because you know how in the saw movies there's always a cop plot and yeah. then the game plot so the cop plot is present day and you're realizing that it's just like a copycat basically repeating the same game and the game plot has a flashback which is the prequel so portion of it oh, okay. so like it, so like it tricks you into thinking that they're it's the same Japanese plot as i'm but it's really just a copycat and all this mm -hmm. it again which is a cool twist because it really makes you go at the end and go oh that's what's been going on this whole time it's kind of bullshit but it's cool <laughs> <laughs> now okay so i gotta ask you because you like psychological horror more mm -hmm. than anything the gore and this is something that you were talking about right yeah. now the gore nowadays and 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 I, I told you the same thing you're guilted yeah have we become so guilted now that most horror films have to um what is it uh, uh oh, fuck kevin campbell's movie um evil dead okay yeah the new evil dead um remake mm -hmm. is a psychological horror mm -hmm. like a real psychological yeah. horror they threw out the whole ha 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 laugh, can't be yeah can't be freaking uh stupid genre yeah of the films that he used to do the mm -hmm. slapstick horror yeah um the planet terror type movies yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i love that and now that they're in the psychological yeah fuck you horror mm -hmm. it's a whole different type of movie yeah i think and and this goes back to the question yeah do you think or do you appreciate that type of film more now because again now you're expecting a whole different level mm -hmm. or can we take it back and be like hey you know what i'm okay with i i think for me it's yeah i think it's just again movies like trying to not like pretend something they're not so like i think horror movies trying to use gore for like the shock aspect well it was it, that's how we started getting those movies especially like like saw and all and they devolved and or evolved into you know how depending on how you look at them what they are now and i like the saw movies for what they are which is really just gory films you know and was that a cat that just i heard what? i heard i heard i'm like 
Sounds like a little kid. Like, Hello? Like, what? <laughs> um, oh, shit. <laughs> we managed to it's like, something. It's like Beetlejuice. You said it one too many times. Um, but I enjoy psychological... I... <laughs> <laughs> hold, on, hold on. Let me pause this quick. Hold on. But yeah, he, he says hello. <laughs> that so, was that was straight up like speech. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, where was... Oh, yeah. The whole... I think, I think both have their place. I like. I, I love psychological horror because that's actually what gets me. Yeah. I think in the sense of like, again, the unseen is way more scarier than what is seen. It is. And as someone with their own mental issues, like the the prison of your own brain is way scarier oh, than yeah. like. <laughs> we won't even go in there. <laughs> like, I don't know why. It, there's a, a meme. It's from like this old uh, this Cartoon Network cartoon. And they're like. They think their horror movie was canceled. Like, what else are we going to do? We could be alone with our thoughts. Like, you know, that's, <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> no, that's how you end up with another script. Um, but that are being high. But I think gore, gore films, like you are right. I think we have been kind of like jaded to excessively gory films and, uh, and, all of that so they're not really scary anymore and i think that was my issue like i stopped watching the saw movies for a really long time because i was like well these aren't even scary it's just gore yeah and then i came back around to well that's just fun so i'm gonna you know what you know that it has its own place i just don't think they're necessarily it is a genre of horror i just don't find them scary terrifier terrifiers in those gore movies. oh my god i haven't even seen the second one but <laughs> it's, i don't think it's even horror anymore no 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 no. it was straight up gore it it was just a gore film and it was a slasher it's a slasher film for the sake of just well i wouldn't i I don't know well not a slasher i I mean yeah i wouldn't even put it in the slasher category because i mean yes get it he's a killer chasing yeah so it's fundamentally yeah it's a slasher film but overall i think it's a gore film not a slasher film yeah i mean it's it's a movie for the sake of nudity and blood. Like that's yeah. what it is. And those have their place. Yeah. Um, you know, there's always going to be, I mean, you have an award from the boobs and blood. Yes. <laughs> uh, we, we met certain criteria. So they prefer more, but yeah. But again, is it like horror? Yes. It falls under the, I think over the like overall, the umbrella, umbrella yeah. but like, is it scary? No. No. I, no. So does it have to be scary to be horror? Should it be scary if it's going to be horror? I mean, someone, I, I guess it's going to scare someone. I guess for people who, like us, that watch horror movies yeah. on a regular basis, it's not scary. But I'm sure, I'm sure Terrifier, you know, really appeals to people that are scared of clowns. Yeah. You know, if someone sure. has a genuine fear of clowns, that movie's probably horrifying. Well, I mean, it, it, the same thing could be said when uh, Night of the Living Dead, yeah. black and white. It, it's I think it's a scary movie. Yeah. Most people are like, dude, it's a black and white film. That's stupid. <laughs> that's the part that's scary. <laughs> yeah. Or Dracula. The yeah. original Dracula with Bela Lugosi. Or not Bela Lugosi. Um, fuck, I forgot his name. Is it Bela Lugosi? Uh, ooh. Maybe. Oh, God. Well, anyways. The yeah, original yeah, yeah, Dracula, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 40s, 50s movies. Mm-hmm. Or Frankenstein. Yeah. Those were scary to me as a little kid. Mm-hmm. I thought they were fucking horror. Like, yeah. wow. Especially Frankenstein. I thought that was... Okay, yeah. Because I, I saw it as a little kid. But now I'm like, dude, that's fun. That's campy. 
<laughs> yeah, and I, I think, but like, on like Terrifier, it knows what it is. Like, yeah. it wasn't trying. No, it's no, not no. trying to be any scarier than it is. It's literally just a dude in a clown suit going around killing, massacring people. Yeah, in like the most brutal way that whatever writer could yeah. come up with. Um, same thing with uh, a lot of Rob Zombie stuff is that way too yeah it's more i think in the gore aspect mm-hmm. rather than the horror aspect yeah and like and like slasher films right they some of them started to go down that route too i think the new halloween mm-hmm. is you could probably push it in that direction mm-hmm. because he had when uh the one with the the fireman i think it was the first one he had a total of like twenty something kills mm-hmm. in like a span of five minutes, and they were more random than they were in the original films. Yeah, because I mean, at least in the original films, Michael had like an intent. Yeah, and he still does in the new ones, but he's also kind of killing more at random. I mean, he yeah. killed the two gay guys for no apparent. <laughs> and yeah, and so like he still has like his no, goal. Well, they were living in the house. Were they? Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe. Because remember, they had bought the house. Oh, yeah. So but he went back home. Yeah. Yeah, he went back home. <laughs> but like he has, like he has an intent. But he's the kills are way worse than yeah. like they ever were. Like, and he's more playful about it. I think than like in the first in the first of this new trilogy of following films. There's the scene in the gas station uh, where he kills the. Oh yeah, yeah. He kills the guy to get his iconic jumpsuit back. And he's toying with the girl in the stall, and he just drops the teeth. The teeth yeah. yeah, I was like, it's cool. it's a cool moment, but I'm like that. It's excessive. <laughs> <laughs> like for Michael, who usually just stabs and walks away. Yeah, it, you could like he was getting enjoyment out of like brutalizing these people. But I think that's I think that's where he wanted to go with the films. Mm-hmm. The fact that you want to show Michael that he is fucked up in the head. Yeah. Because the original Michael, he had issues, but he was yeah. very tame. Again, originally done because of budget. Yeah. So you really never see any blood in any of them mm-hmm. because blood costs money. Yeah. But now I was like, dude, blood is expected excess. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, we've got movies like the new It film, uh, the It Chapter 2, I think, like broke the record for the amount of like gallons of fake blood used in any in a movie. Really? Yeah. It, I, to, I I haven't seen it because I just I don't appreciate the new it. Okay, I mean that's fair. I mean, and they're again it goes back to nostalgia. Yeah, you know, I expect a certain and like they they leaned into a plot point in the of the books in the second chapter that wasn't present in the first one uh-huh. in the in the original films, which is that weird like Native American ceremony to like trap the trap it. Yeah. Uh. Which is just kind of weird, but I guess they're trying to be more true to the books. I think it was one of those that they is one of those you can never be one hundred percent true to the books because there's a scene in the book that should never be committed to film. Well, the 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 pact the kids make to kind of lose their innocence. Uh, okay. <laughs> and that's as far as I'll say on that one. If you are interested, <laughs> uh, go read the book. I go guess because yeah. <laughs> again, it's from the mind of Stephen King. That is just that was fucked up on all kinds of drugs back then <laughs> <laughs> and he admits it too yeah he i think he's openly said like he doesn't remember writing cujo yeah and he was just so high yeah. um and would wake up and do a cocktail and 
of drugs and then get working. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Are there any other genres that you can, I mean, we've touched on vampires, werewolves, zombies, slasher comedy. I don't know. Not that really I care about. I mean, we have the sci-fi. I mean, sci-fi horror is, yeah. Sci-fi horror is really big. Yeah. And I think that was also like along the lines of like creature features because sci-fi usually has some sort of weird alien that is terrifying in some way. The second tiny mouth that comes out of the xenomorph and alien, I think is (laughs) just both very hokey and also very just... It Stupid. makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, it, it it was no secret that when they designed the aliens mm-hmm. or the franchise or whatever, yeah. there was a lot of sexual innuendos <laughs> within the designs. Yeah. Like a lot. Uh-huh. And you, if you look at it, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Giger is a fucking pervert. Anyways, um, a lot of his, his mm-hmm. anamorphic or xenomorphic, whatever, xenomorphic designs yeah. are very... Yeah, they're very like explicit. <laughs> Anyways, um, the alien genre. Yeah, we could probably do that. Next yeah, there's like that's like I feel like a whole episode in itself because yeah. I mean you got alien predator the the two and combined. <laughs> yeah, then you also have um, was it the the day they're still still mm-hmm. um, the classic as well as the Tom Cruise version of it. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, which is not a horror film at that yeah, point I mean, Tom Cruise is involved he's not a horror District film. 9 V I mean there's yeah. all, all oh, of them wait original V or remake V uh, I mean just I, because of I when like I grew up remake V because it has what's her name from uh, from Brown Coats oh fuck I mean, I was exposed to the remake of V, but then through that I started I never I didn't sit down and watch it but I started exploring like the original V so that's how a lot of, that's how a lot of my film exposure has been I because of you know my age i get exposed to the remakes of things and then i realize that it's a remake and have to satisfy my own curiosity and find the original i don't know i'm looking her up (laughs) Uh, oh marina beckerin oh marina beckerin she did um deadpool she was deadpool's girlfriend Mm -hmm. um serenity that's the movie but mm. in the in the TV show. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I think Alien films. That's a whole other episode to tackle on its own. Mm-hmm. What is the kind of horror is there? Oh God. There's also your your old old school. Uh, oh man, what is it called? Well, they call it like now they call it trash horror or trash can horror, whatever. Trash can horror. Uh-huh. It's one of those, like, these just gross, detests, just no plot to it. Um, it's, 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 oh, I mean, you could probably throw Italian genre kind of, it's, but yeah, it's, you trash. mean, you could probably throw a, like, terrifier into that. <laughs> Let me look it up. Cause, but like, it's an actual, actual, genre. actual subgenre. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, found footage. I know you say you hate found footage. Uh, but, is it do you hate found footage because of like how they are or just because there's so many of them and it's just oversaturated it's oversaturated when when they did um what's it uh the which one blair witch the original witch yeah the original the shaky cam after a while got a little nauseating Mm -hmm. but it was well done Mm -hmm. and and again original broke also like 
really smart marketing on that film. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The the premise of it was good and it was original. But when when you start doing them and now you're like on fifth or sixth one mm-hmm. and then everybody's like, oh, we're all doing found footage. Yeah. But how many found footage can you really do in the cabin? Again, we're going back to the cabin in the woods. Yeah. How many times can you go in the cabin? How many fucking cabins in the woods are there? <laughs> can, can we close down the woods? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's not that many woods left. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like GPS not worked. Satellites. Well, then what? you get. That's how you get to the. That's how you get to the paranormal activity type movies, though. That are the security cam footage, uh, or yeah, security cam like found footage movies, which worked enough for them to make like eight of them, but. <laughs> but you also got your 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 uh, voyeuristic uh, horror. Yeah, that's and true. And we talked about this last yeah, year. Yeah, with the 15 cameras and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always ghost. It's always like ghost stories. They're always... I think... What I think would make a really good... Maybe I shouldn't say this on air because it's going to be a good script. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I th- Did you ever see the movie... Um, God, what was it called? It was on Netflix. It was... Was it Hyde or something like that? The, I think we talked about it on an episode before too. The woman who's deaf... Uh, and trapped in a house with a killer or she's being stalked by a killer outside her cabin in the woods. Um, but she's completely deaf. So he's stalking her in her own house. Uh, I, I got him. I think it's called Hyde. Um, I'm looking at trash horror and I'm like, a lot of these are like really bad. No, it's definitely not Hyde. <laughs> um, but I think something like that, like a uh, cat and mouse, like exploitation. That's what most people would know trash horror as. Okay. Um, so this is a lot of dead air. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> we're looking up shit, you know. Yeah, Hush. That was Hush. the movie. Okay. Um, Hush, and it's just uh, this girl who's deaf i think she's like a writer so she's like in her like vacation home to finish her book or something like that and she ends up being stalked by a killer um but i feel like that type of movie is something that would be way more interesting as like not maybe not more interesting but would make a more interesting found footage movie than like half the ghost stories that they tell yeah because it's always a ghost film because for some because i guess like the whole idea that like you can catch stuff on camera that you don't see with your eyes but the idea of someone like a cat and mouse type of like killer movie, that kind of deal from a, a it's just different spins on the same genre, I think. Yeah. And like things that, but again, it's studios doing what they know works. And so well, that's because they own the IPs. It's yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, that's how we end up with a dozen paranormal activity movies and you get one of those like actually decent kind of, creepy cat and mouse movies uh on netflix that <laughs> from italy or some shit like yeah that. actually no it was, an, it was an american film uh, yeah oh you said netflix that's why I, yeah I no it was just a netflix original mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean yeah i can't really think of other any other subgenres that are i think we need to dive into the whole exploitation trash horror uh-huh. or trash cinema or even exploitation cinema i dude i would love to do 
an episode on just exploitation cinema. I mean, we can talk about whatever we want. It's our show. <laughs> no, well, I know that, but I'm, I'm just saying. Like, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, we definitely like that shit. Yeah, no, we definitely, we should just pick a handful or a couple movies to really just kind of yeah. dissect in that aspect. Because, yeah. Because I don't think we've ever talked about it, really. No, I mean, we've, we've talked about like black exploitation and like minority exploitation and stuff like that, but never like that kind of uh, subgenre. Yeah. Not, not at length. And just talked about like specific instances because believe it or not both of my films stem from those uh <laughs> from exploitation cinema hmm. they really do yeah think about it yeah to a degree uh-huh <laughs> ah segue uh. i love segues and with that our segue is to finish to the end of the episode <laughs> <laughs> to stop talking stop talking that's uh, our segue yeah stop um fucking talking <laughs> That's what we need. We need a sign that just comes on. Yeah, stop uh, fucking talking. You're done. <laughs> Nobody's listening anymore. It's on a timer. Um, but yeah, so I guess, yeah, that's pretty much it for this one. I think we'll probably continue talking about horror movies throughout the rest of this month because yeah. it's it's Spooky-tober. Um, but until then... You know what? Hmm. Who do... Who <laughs> <laughs> has a really good... What well, used to? You, original horror films... Because uh, you said you know, Spooky Tober. Yeah. But Halloween. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I remember. Yeah. That, well, like last, last week, yeah. Last week, I was texting you after you left. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, I remember yeah. another movie. And by the way, we forgot about Goosebumps. Goosebumps is coming out. <laughs> uh, kid horror. Oh, yeah. They're, like they're, like family friendly horror films. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the new Haunted Mansion's coming out. The remake of Haunted uh, Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> which is one that i'm like i don't see a point i don't but, either which i like the story from the beginning I, I had my first like oh my god am i getting older moment which shouldn't come from teenagers because i'm not that much older than them <laughs> but one of the kids i worked with was asking me about that the new haunted mansion film yeah. and i was like yeah i just didn't really see like a point of them doing a remake and she's like it's a remake and i went oh my god <laughs> you're that guy you, you become david <laughs> <laughs> well no just the, i mean like, i feel like the haunted mansion was is not that old of a film and it it's is. A, it, it's in the 90s that's not that old dude the <laughs> 90s that was like a decade ago Hold on, well, I'm gonna two decades ago <laughs> um but no but i feel like the haunted mansion is a classic so like the it fact is. that people don't realize that this movie with owen wilson is a remake <laughs> that's another guy who just kind of fell off owen, owen wilson? wilson yeah he's like got loki he's got he's got he's got marvel movie co- money coming in now marvel is different it's not movies <laughs> he's got he's got disney money coming in because he's got marvel and this haunted mansion movie but i guess i think the the, pl- the twist with this one is they're making it more like the ride i think like the plot that you get from being in the queue um as opposed to the original but the original is great so i it's one of those again i just don't oh, see a wow. point Oh God! How old is the How old is Haunted Mansion? It's not even in the nineties. What? Yeah. When is it, when is it from? Two thousand three. Oh my God! So wait, they're making with a Eddie remake Murphy. in twenty years with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. The Black Family. Yeah. Which fits. I had no problem with it. It's a great film. Yeah, I actually liked it. <laughs> like really liked it a lot. It's a really good movie. I I don't find anything wrong with it. I mean, it's a it's a. Yeah, Bride of Chicky Girl on there. Um, what's her name? Oh, Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, oh, dude, that's another one. 
I just think for voices. <laughs> she has a really raspy voice. Yeah. It's, it's so is that why you love like Cedar Chucky? Because her and yeah. her are in She's in it twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, Hunted Mansion, the original, the original classic. Yeah, 2003. 2003. Oh my God. So they waited 20 years. It only took them 20 years to make it. To fuck it up. <laughs> I'm not going to bash on it too hard just because it's not even out yet, but I don't think it's out yet. No. Um, but it, it is definitely in that category of Dude, when why. did we trade jobs? Oh, that you're Googling everything? Yeah. Because <laughs> you're the one with the computer in front of you. <laughs> I used to be the one with the computer in front of me. Yeah, that's why. You, that was your job. <laughs> we, well, because we were back at the, the radio station and I we had that spare computer. Yeah, that's true. Um that second computer that was just for me googling things to make uh, sure that we were right and we <laughs> fact check we never were right yeah, never <laughs> we'd right. still get things wrong <laughs> even with a computer on hand uh yeah this one has uh I keith lakeith stanfield rosario dawson oh yeah rosario dawson's in it oh, that's another woman um owen wilson tiffany tiffany hadish oh yeah uh, Danny, she's really... De- Danny DeVito. Yeah, he's like the butler. Yeah. And Jamie Lee Curtis. She's hot right now. She's was she ever not though? I feel like that's she... true because yeah. she just came off of the best supporting actress for uh, somewhere now nowhere oh, everything everywhere here. all the ones yeah whatever yeah. yeah which was a great film I don't know if you ever saw it no I need to see it's it it's a really good film yeah uh, but yeah it's remarkable how she had never won an uh, yeah, she Academy never... and... yeah but she won it for best supporting and she was so mm-hmm. this is what okay for you actors out there <laughs> take a note from from Miss Curtis she is a wonderful actress who has been doing movies mm-hmm. since the dawn of fucking time but she's modest oh yeah She's so fucking modest. <laughs> she does not mind being best supporting actress. No. She owns it. And you know what? When everybody went up there to receive whatever they were receiving above her, mm-hmm. she would stand up and cheer the loudest for her cast members. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a true, 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 true Yeah. fucking person to me. And I think even with never having won, like, Jared Leto's in there. Hmm? Jared Leto's in there. Sorry. In what? In the new one. What? Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> why? Uh, <laughs> not, Anyways, nothing to uh, Yeah. Even with never having won an uh, Academy Award until now, she already cemented her place like in a film. I mean, she is the screen queen, you know? And like, yeah. so, I mean, she will always be the final girl, I think. Yeah. Um, a, From... And one of the biggest slasher film uh, franchises of all time. So I, it's one of those where like, she didn't need it to cement herself in like Hollywood history, but she definitely earned it. And when you, <laughs> whenever you watch everything everywhere all at once, you'll, you'll, you'll know what I mean too. She, she went all in on that film. But she never does anything other than that. She, she always, I, I, I think every like, Part that she's ever played. Oh yeah, I don't see her as Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't see her as a yeah. final girl. I see whatever she's doing. Yeah, you know. What I, mean? I mean, look at her in a like. You can everything from you can even pick something like really random from her, like a like Freaky Friday. 
Yeah. You know, she, she still went all in on that. And that's like a, Dude, that was a teen. That was just a she teen. True lies. Yeah. I had forgotten about that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, um, but yeah, you know, she always is all in on whatever part she's, whatever part she's playing. And I, I think that's the charm. Um, of Jamie Lee Curtis. I just think that, you know, that everything everywhere that finally got her an Academy Award, that movie just has so much going for it in every aspect from like the story to the rest of the cast. I mean, it brought back, um, I'm blinking on his name, Short Round. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say the Indiana Jones kids, but yeah. Yeah, 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 Short Round, uh, which now he's coming back to, it brought him back to acting and now he's in Loki season two and he like refound his love for Hollywood and everything like that. Like it, go, if you haven't seen everything ever all, all at once, go watch it. It's an amazing film. And I think, uh, there's, I, I have no really bad things to, other, to say about it. Um, so oh no, I'm trying to do something, not a horror film at all, but we should, we should probably wrap this up. Mm-hmm. I think, I think this is like the third time we've needed to wrap this up. <laughs> She's been acting for 45 years. Oh my God. <laughs> You're just doing quick math? Yeah. Well, I was using my calculator. <laughs> 45 years she's been acting. Wow. So for those of you actors out there, actors, whatever, that's, a, that's to me, that's like, I don't know, that's my PSA for the day. Yeah. Sorry. I have to uh, that stay in. humble. Yeah. Because it, uh, we're talking about the final girls. Dude, yeah. We're, we're way over. Yeah. <laughs> All right. With that said, we definitely got to get out. <laughs> Nobody's listening by now. No. Yeah. They've yeah. turned it off. Anybody who listens to this driving, uh, their drive has ended. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So with that, this has been another episode of Film News. I'm Adrian. I'm Dan. And until next time, keep watching. Stay Peace. Peace.